You're listening to the Do the Damn Thing podcast with Liz Heron, episode 38. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do the Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, This show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Well, hey there, friend. Happy New Year. Welcome back to another episode of the Do the Damn Thing podcast. I'm your host, Liz Heron, and I'm so excited to be here with you today for the very first show of 2020. I hope you had a great New Year's Eve and that you rang in the year exactly how you wanted to. I know for some folks that means a wild and crazy party and up all night, and for others it means a really quiet night at home, maybe somewhere in between. Well, we had a really quiet evening at home this year. We did a pajama party, and it was just the five of us. We did appetizers for dinner and just kept it really, really chill. It was so nice, and the best part was that everybody was in bed and lights were out by 12.07 a.m., I had to document it on my Instagram story. That's why I know what time it was. It was perfect. So it's the new year. And today on the show, I'm talking about setting your intention for the year and picking a word or phrase that will drive you and inspire you. I'm sure you've heard of this before. And if you're thinking that this isn't for you, stick with me. I'm going to talk about why it's a good idea to pick a word or phrase for the year rather than a bunch of resolutions how to keep it top of mind as the year goes on so that you don't forget it. And then I'm going to share my word for the year with you. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to do a quick listener shout out. Yes, they're back. This one comes from Sar Sav and the title is Perfect for Anyone. Sar Sav says, this podcast came at the most perfect time of my life. Liz has the gift of knowing just what others need to hear to get up and do the dang thing they've been meaning to do. Her tips are very practical, and I love that she is so relatable. She makes it clear that she sometimes struggles doing the dang thing, and somehow I feel better knowing that it's normal to sometimes drag your feet. We all do it sometimes. It's okay to struggle a bit, but we need to keep going and pushing, and that is something Liz does such a wonderful job of guiding you into. So I just want to stop right here for a second because, yes, I absolutely struggle, and that is something that I love sharing with all of you because we're all human. Nothing ever goes perfectly the first time or the first five times. (laughs) Okay, back to the shout out. Sar Sav goes on to say, I have shared multiple episodes of Do the Damn Thing with friends who I know could benefit from that show's topic, and I haven't even finished all the episodes yet. I'm positive that this podcast came into my life for a reason. Using some of the tips from her episodes has already helped me put my life into a more positive and forward direction in the past month I've been listening to it, more than anything else I've done in the past two years. I'm so thankful that Liz did the dang thing and made the show so the rest of us can benefit so greatly from it. Oh my gosh. Sar Sav. Thank you so much. I'm just blown away by your sweet words and I'm kind of tearing up a little bit, (laughs) Um, which doesn't surprise anyone, right? Sometimes when I'm reading these, my other listeners, I think you all might be thinking, wow, she sure does love to read nice things about herself or, I mean, and you wouldn't be wrong one who doesn't love to hear nice things. But that's not why I love doing these shout outs. I know that people go out of their way to leave these reviews. And I also know it's sometimes fun to hear yourself or your name on a podcast when you weren't expecting it. 
And so I love to give shout outs to the people that took the time to leave me a review in iTunes because yeah, it does benefit me. It allows me to reach even more people with the podcast. And I love knowing that what I'm creating is resonating with you. So it's my way of saying thank you for taking the time to leave a review. review. So Sarsab, thank you again for your amazing review. All right, let's get to today's episode. If you've been on social media in the last couple of weeks, you have probably seen people talking about and posting their word or phrase of the year. So what is this all about? Why should you pick a word rather than write a bunch of resolutions? Well, (laughs) resolutions don't have a great track record. Did you know that 80% of resolutions end in failure and that the majority of people ditch their resolutions by like mid-February? I think only 8% of people make it to March. Plus, resolutions are so often about what we think we should be doing rather than the bigger picture of what we want to do and who we want to be. So unlike resolutions, you can't fail at a word, right? Because it's a reminder. The word you choose, the way that I like to think of it is the word that you choose acts as a lighthouse to you throughout the year, right? Reminding you of your intentions and goals, showing you the way, and you're going to need a reminder, Because right now you're all excited and you're amped up for the new year and you've got all these plans and that's great, but that fades and you're going to fall off the wagon and forget what you wanted to get out of this year. And it happens to all of us, like welcome to being human. So your word of the year can guide you back on course, which is why I kind of think of it as a lighthouse, right? It's this beacon that... When you need it, it's there to kind of write the course for you and to remind you where you're going and, you know, help you steer. So how do you pick, oops, how do you pick your word? First, if you've got resolutions and goals and all that stuff, that's great. Go ahead and put your list of goals or resolutions down on paper. So write out all that you want to accomplish this year. Who do you want to be at the end of the year? What's your life like at the end of the year? Um, Yeah, what would you like to accomplish? What kind of person do you want to become this year? Then write down the qualities of the person you want to become. And by that, I mean like what drives them? What are their best qualities? What do they do that you don't currently do? So for example, if running a half marathon is on your list of goals, who would you have to become in order to accomplish that? Would you have to be someone who stays committed even when they don't feel like running? Would you have to be someone who runs every day, like a little bit every day? Just kind of putting that sort of stuff. Like what is it that you would need to do or be um, to accomplish this vision? And then looking at the vision that you created and these list of qualities, what words come to mind? just kind of like free form it, right? Like if there's things that are kind of popping out at you, right? Like, so running every day, committed, right? Um, I don't know. Like there's other ones, like if you're looking to meditate, right? Is it peace? Is it calm, right? Like different things. So whatever words come to mind, write those down and then go another step forward and like look them up in a thesaurus or online and find other words that are in that kind of range. Cause sometimes you'll be surprised at what you find. Like there's other words that like you would, that might mean the same thing, but just kind of spark a little bit more in you and make a list of possible words that really speak to you. So are there any that pertain to multiple parts of your life? So I like to think about like, how does this word apply to my 
physical goals, my mental goals, relationship goals, um, finances and career. I'm not saying that it has to hit all of those, but the word that you choose should be versatile enough so that it inspires you in, a, in like multiple areas of your life. Okay, now you've got that list of words. Now I want you to take a deep breath and choose one. That's it, right? That's so easy. <laughs> Just choose a word. Um, but if you're stressing about choosing a word, oh, I keep hitting this microphone. All right, so if you're stressing about choosing a word, which, hello, my people-pleasing perfectionists, I'm, I'm one of you, here are a couple of things to remember as you're choosing your 2020 word. First, focus on being rather than doing. So again, different than resolutions, your word isn't a constant reminder of what you should be doing. Instead, it's going to inspire you, right? It's going to inspire how you want to live this year. So think about who you want to become. Choose a word that will get you closer to that version of yourself. Um, Be authentic, right? Be you. Your word should reflect you. It's really easy to see everyone picking vision for their 2020 word. I get it. 2020 vision, right? I love a theme. Like, that's great. But if that word doesn't resonate with you, don't use it, right? It's not going to matter. It's not going to, like, it's going to be a really weak lighthouse if it doesn't resonate with you. So your word is for you. It should be yours and be about you. Next, don't overthink it. I'm going to say something I know you need to hear because I need to hear it. There's no wrong answer. I'm going to say that again. There is no wrong answer. Don't overanalyze this whole process. It's not about going down a long list of words. It's about choosing the one that keeps coming back to you. So quiet your brain long enough to listen for your word. Try this. Take three deep breaths in. Well, not at the same time. Like take a deep breath in, then a deep breath out. (laughs) Do that three times. So take three deep breaths. Then ask yourself, what's my word? And just get quiet. You might be surprised with what comes up. And whatever comes up, don't judge it. Just explore it. Okay? Because remember, your word can be anything you want. You don't have to tell anyone your word. You don't have to share it on social media. You don't have to do all of that, right? All that matters is that the word means something to you. You don't have to explain it to anyone, right? Your word is your lighthouse that you can look to throughout the year to help you stay the course and to help guide you. Okay, so now you've got your word. You're loving it. It inspires you. It maybe scares you a little. That's good. Um... But how the hell are you going to remember it throughout the year when life happens and we're back in the day-to-day and you're back in the office and that coworker's annoying you and, you know, you're too tired to go to the gym or you can't, you know, like you're not meal planning and prepping and, um, or meditating or putting a time, putting aside time to write. Um, what do you do? Okay. So you want to make sure that the word is in a spot or multiple spots that you see every day. So here are some ideas. Put it on your coffee mug. Like you can order just about anything on Etsy these days. I'm sure you can order a mug that's got a word on it that, and they'll customize the word for you. Or I think you can go to like Zazzle, right? I don't know. Is that still a thing? 
and you can like make a mug. Um, I remember I used to make like Christmas mugs for my mom with like, you know, grandkids pictures on it and stuff on Zazzle. So, uh, it's been a couple of years, but I don't know if that's, you could do that. You could put it on your mug. Um, or put it on your, like, uh, the travel mug, right? You can kind of customize those these days. Um, write it in dry erase marker on your bathroom mirror. I do that. I've got tons of things written on mirrors around my house. Um, use Canva to create a really pretty, like, printable that you can frame and put at your workspace. Um, or hang on a bulletin board. Or put on the refrigerator, right? Like, there's so much you can do with Canva. It's, like, it's amazing. Um, make your word or phrase your phone background or your like laptop background, your computer background, so that it's always there, right? Every time you pick up your phone and let's face it, we're doing that a lot. Pick up your phone, you'll see your word. It'll really just help to serve as a reminder. Um, post-its. I love post-its. I have post-its all over the place. I have them in my planner. I have them on, um, mirrors, (laughs) as well. I have them in my car. I love them. So write your word on post-its and stick them in random places like inside your kitchen cupboard or on your car dashboard like I do or um, in your gym bag or um, you can just really get creative. I've uh, my daughter Emma has post-it notes all over the house with little phrases on them. It's adorable and it's very effective. So um, get yourself some post-its and stick them around. And then uh, you can wear it, wear your word, wear your phrase. Last year, I had my word stamped onto a bracelet from uh, myintent.com or .org. And uh, it was the perfect way to keep it with me all day, every day. And I would look down and see it and it would be like this great reminder. Again, there are so many great vendors on Etsy who can create something really special for you too. So whether you want to make it into a necklace, a bracelet, um, yeah, there's, it's possibilities are limitless. Okay. So now that I've told you how to pick your word and how to keep it top of mind, I'm going to share my word with you. So, but first I'll tell you my 2019 word. In 2019, I chose worthy as my word and it wound up being just the lesson that I needed. I worked on my own self-worth last year, as well as how I spent my time, right? So I let go a lot of a lot of things that weren't worth my time um, or my energy. I invested in people and programs that helped me increase my self-worth as well as my net worth. So it really like looking back, it's been fun to kind of see how that word, at the time when I chose it, it really was because my, um, my self-worth was so low. And I think it, a lot of that had to do with the, the burnout situation that I was in. Um, but it was fun to kind of look back this year and kind of see where else that, um, that word showed up, whether it was in like in relationships or like I said, like in finances, like it's, it was really interesting. So you could pick a word and then, and think that it's going to mean one thing and then it winds up meaning something else, which is fun. Okay. So for 2020, my word is curious. And it came to me while I was baking over the holidays. I posted recently on Instagram about my favorite holiday cookie, my sparkly chocolate cookie. And every year I tweak those cookies in some way. I never make them the same way twice. And it really got me thinking about why do I do that? 
there is nothing wrong with the cookies. Let's just be clear. They, they are perfect. <laughs> As is, if you follow the recipe, they're just, they're perfect. Um, but I tweak them because I'm just curious what will happen. I know if it's a disaster, I can start over. I can make a new batch, right? It's not the end of the world. And so for me, I spend a lot of time wanting to get things right or feeling the need to fix something so that it's quote unquote perfect. But in the last year, like I'm really working on getting over that, right? Getting over the idea that there's something wrong with me or with you or anyone else that needs fixing. So I'm all about making tweaks, trying it out, evolving. But this year, I don't want it to be from a place of something's gone wrong. I want to approach this year with curiosity. So for my business, that means getting curious about, you know, what if I could grow my business to surpass my former corporate salary? That'd be cool. How do I do that? Um, How do I reach more people with the podcast? Uh, For my physical health, it means getting curious about, like, what would happen if I cut out alcohol for 90 days? I don't know. Let's just try. Or trying out intuitive eating to see what exactly my body is asking for. What kind of foods does it ask for? Um, (laughs) When it asks for cookies, because it does, uh, getting curious about that, right? Chances are I'm avoiding some feelings when I want some cookies. So getting curious about that and, you know, what those feelings might be, why I'm trying to avoid them, and not making a judgment or beating myself up. Again, really just coming from it from a place of curiosity. Um, In relationships, I'm really committed to getting curious about how to stay connected to friends and family when everyone's busy and separated by distance. Um, Getting curious about how to be... um, the, you know, a parent to three very different children and how do I show up for them in a way that is loving and supportive and accepting um, in the ways that they need. And those are very different, right, needs. And again, just getting curious about that instead of beating myself up or getting frustrated. Um, I love asking myself, what if? And with Curious as my lighthouse this year, um, I can see myself asking that a lot more of myself. So like, what if, what if all the negative things I've been saying to myself aren't true? What if I do know what I'm doing? What if there is no right or wrong answer? What if I just started? What if everything is working? So I'm so excited about this word, um, but I'm also a little terrified. (laughs) So I think I'm on the right track. Um, If you want some help getting clear on your goals for 2020, I just want to let you know that I'm offering tune-up sessions. So in addition to my long-term coaching packages, if you're interested in booking just a single session with me, I'm doing that now. So those are kind of just tune-ups for the new year. You can send me an email at hello at lizheron.com or visit lizheron.com and um, we can book a time. So, well, friend, I did it again. I bumped it again. That is all I have for you this week. Be sure to join me next week because I'm interviewing Alyssa Coton from theworldtraveled.com and we're talking about solo traveling. I've always wanted to take a solo trip, but I've been a, a little bit scared. So Alyssa, 
<laughs> excuse me, Alyssa has traveled all over the world by herself and she's going to share some of her adventures as well as tips and some must have travel essentials. So you will not want to miss our chat. So um, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to my podcast in iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And if you found this episode helpful, do what Sarsav does and share it with a friend. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.